Welcome to Growing in the Gospel with Father Zach Weber. It is Ascension Sunday. Well, welcome to Growing in the Gospel. Father Zach here. We're going to dive right into the scriptures this week because it's a powerful gospel. It's the Great Commission as it is known. And you're going to notice on the image of this particular podcast that there's an image of a little boy looking at a book with his shocked. And the reason why I put that particular image is because most of us don't seem to have a clue at times that we're actually supposed to go out and make followers of Jesus. We think that's the priest's job or we think whatever. So we're going to get into this gospel and dive deeper. So as always, call upon the Holy Spirit. Open your Bible. You know, if there's times where you need to press pause, I encourage you to do that. And don't be afraid to have a heart-to-heart with the Lord to ask for the grace maybe why you're not doing that. And if you are doing it, ask the Lord for the grace to be humble in that process, to know that all the glory is meant to go to God. So our gospel this weekend comes from Matthew 28, verses 16 through 20. And it's again, call upon the Holy Spirit. And in Matthew 16 through 28, 16 through 20, we will read these words. The eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had ordered them. When they saw him, they worshipped, but they doubted. Then Jesus approached and said to them, All power and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. It's a beautiful gospel, and we'll go into it just a little bit here. But I just want you to just really focus on here. We have the 11 disciples, and they're in Galilee. And sometimes people ask, why would they be in Galilee? Well, Galilee is where a majority of Jesus' miracles happened, majority of his mission happened. And when he, and if you've ever been to Galilee, which I have been there, it's green, it's luscious, it's full of life, there's water. Jerusalem actually isn't that beautiful. Uh, when you think about it. So Galilee actually has a lot of life there. Um, And when they saw him, it says they worshipped, but some doubted. And remember, we had Thomas the Doubter earlier. um, And I think the Lord's asking a lot of us in the church right now just to say, where do you doubt? Where is the doubt in your heart? And I encourage you to just press pause right now and say, what, what are my doubts? What are my fears? What's holding me back from being all in? Because as Jesus says to the disciples who came to him, he says to you and I, and he says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So what is he talking about with that authority? Well, the Father vindicates Jesus at his resurrection and gives him full dominion, or in the, um, the Hebrew, shamar, that dominion that we hear about in Genesis. He gives him full dominion over creation. And you can find references to that in Daniel 7.13 and 14 in Ephesians 1.19-22. But Jesus confers his authority on the apostles 
to preach the gospel and make disciples as witnesses of his resurrection. So when we look at that, you know, Jesus' victory over his enemies will have been visibly manifested. Um, and he is asking each of us to be a witness to that, to be a witness of his authority. But then he says, go, therefore. So Christ commissions us to evangelize and catechize the world to fulfill God's covenant oath with Abraham to all nations. You can read that in Genesis 22 through 18 or Galatians 3 through 8. So his outline for the church's mission is threefold. So evangelizing, again, is to evangelize, is to spread the good news, the charisma, to proclaim the good news to all nations. So it involves more than winning individuals. It entails the conversion of entire cultures. So every area of life must be brought under the Lordship of Christ in line with the gospel. So you and I have to go, we have to get out. And the administration, the second thing is the administration of the sacraments is essential to the church's mission and our response. So baptizing new converts is the first step in a long process of sanctification and participation in the life of the church. And the third thing is transmission of all that Christ taught necessitates the assistance of the advocate of the paraclete of the Holy Spirit who guides the church to proclaim the gospel infallibly. But the sacrament of baptism incorporates Christians into the divine life of the Trinity as children of God. And they are baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit to reveal that unity of God's inner life. And that's what God wants for us. He wants unity. He wants peace. He wants harmony of soul. And this expression has become the normative baptismal formula. So when someone's baptized, they're baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit as water is poured over them. But then we have to remember that as we receive that gift, we are, we are to teach others to observe all that God has commanded us. But Jesus says something at the end I think a lot of us need to remember because it's simple but it can be missed. But he says, Behold. And the word behold uh, means to take in with your entire being. And the word behold is found in the scriptures over like 1,100 times. So when this word was said, people would have been like, he's serious here. So when Jesus says, behold, I am with you always, these are actually his last words. Or you may remember earlier in the Gospel of Matthew, in chapter 1, verse 23, Emmanuel, God is with us. Don't forget that. And the risen Christ's ongoing presence in the church is both ecclesial, so that means to call out. He calls us forth to go out, but also it's Eucharistic because he doesn't say my spirit will always be with you. He doesn't say the Father will always be with you, which yes, they are. But he says, I am. I will always be with you to the close of the age. And he is with us in the Eucharist because he said he would be. He says, I am the bread of life. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has life in them. If you don't, you have no life in you. And he says, my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. And only a God who loves his people that much would humble himself 
and be transubstantiated into bread, right? It might look like bread and wine, but Jesus said he would always be with us. And you can go to your church and always be with him. I think that's kind of the question we have to ask ourselves as we close this gospel is, are you with the Lord? The the word with is so powerful because he's always with you, no doubt. He's always with you. And he wants you to go and make disciples, make followers. So question, are you doing that? But while you're doing that, are you with Jesus? Are you in friendship with him? Because true disciple makers, first of all, have a heart that desires to be with Jesus, to abide with him. As we hear in John 15, remain in me as I remain in you. They they remain in him because they wouldn't want to go out and do anything unless they felt it was the will of God. And if you know Jesus is is with you and he says, all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me and he gives us a share in that authority, we shouldn't be so afraid to spread the gospel, to tell people about this amazing love. Last thing. What is the last great food or a great movie or a great book or a great song that you experienced? I mean, like stuff that like, it like blew your mind. And did you tell anyone about it? If not, why not? And if so, why did you? Because we have the best news ever here in the gospel message and in the relationship and forgiveness and lifelong union with Christ. And that message has to be, has to be spread. And if, if we are not excited about this message, we don't know it. And this message is better than the, mess, the, the news of like D-Day, right? Could you imagine like being in slavery, you know, in fear, in bondage, and all of a sudden you wake up and you see the message of freedom, freedom. And you got to go and you need the spirit to do that. So be not afraid. To start small but grow because people need to hear this news and it never gets old. It's only us that believe in the devil's lie that people don't want to hear it. The song I'm going to close with for you is called The Champion. And we are called to be saints or champions for Christ. And the song is by Luke Spihar. And I pray that it finds you well as you head into your preparation for Ascension Sunday where Jesus ascends to the Father to give us the advocate and give us the grace, the necessary grace to know that he is always with us and you and I are called to go and make disciples. Go, make disciples in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
can climb mountains, I can swim oceans, I can run anywhere I please. I can be the champion. I will go wherever you call. For my strength, it I can climb mountains, I can swim oceans, I can run anywhere I please. I can be.